Hey, Doug, did you know all 10 of our listeners are happy we're back? <laughs> <laughs> that's 10 for 10. 10 out of 10. I work with numbers now all day. That's I'm pretty sure that's 100%. That's pretty much 100%. I actually thought about you the other day because I was doing um, one of the things I started doing. I think it's a good thing is sharing like some of the quarterly revenue type things with the trainers at the gym oh, so yeah. that they could get an idea of kind of what's coming in, what's going out, how memberships affect that, payroll, all that stuff. But I was thinking anyway, because I was looking at um, a spreadsheet and I was really confused by it. Uh, First of all, do you, use, uh, do you use Excel or numbers? Uh, I use whatever Google tells me, whatever Google or is. Or use Google Sheets. Yeah, Google. Is that different? Is this Google like Sheets diff- is acceptable. What's not acceptable? Numbers. That's the like the Mac thing, right? Yeah, it's like Play Doh for <laughs> for numbers crunching. It's like the silly putty of a yes. <laughs> when was the last time you had silly putty? I mean, ate it, <laughs> <laughs> or just uh, in the house? You were one of those kids. Yeah. When was it like? Can you even buy silly putty anymore? Do I'm you sure think? you can? But anyways, you were doing oh, uh, you yeah. were spreadsheeting. Yeah, so I was spreadsheeting, and I, I, it was someone else had built this out for me, and it's giving me so much confusion because I, as I was like going across the columns, I was trying to get the left to right to add up, but mm. somewhere along there, I put in the right. What's it called? Code. Yeah. Yeah. See, you're see, a coder. Smart, yeah, I'm a coder. <laughs> Big deal. Um, so I put in the right code, but it would spit out a percent mm. instead of the number, like the change, uh, yeah, change the formula or the uh, format of the cells. Something was wrong. So there was a cell there throwing me off. Man. So instead of me Googling it to figure it out, I just added it all up and put it in there. It took me forever. So I'm going to have you oh, look at that sheet. Yeah, I'll look at that. Yeah. You'll be able to fix it like that. I got murdered by some spreadsheets today. And guys, if you're looking for any spreadsheet advice, Doug is still uh, <laughs> taking on any <laughs> spreadsheet customers. <laughs> yeah, consulting, spreadsheet consulting. Yeah. So, did you get crushed? Were you looking I've for a decimal? Pre- I've gotten pretty good. Were you looking for a decimal or a comma? <laughs> couple of them uh, just oh gosh i have these formulas in these spreadsheets that are no joke so you know when you pull up the formula on yours yeah and it's like you know some yeah and then it'll list the cells well, that's a formula right and yeah, that yeah. one's like i don't know two words long oh like yeah we made these <laughs> formulas that are like 35 lines long so oh, across the whole screen 35 gosh. lines deep did you just go cross-eyed? Oh, How yeah. How much coffee do you have to drink Absolutely. to, to Ton, do Absolutely. Too much. Which, by the way, espresso has changed my life, Doug. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. It I is know. so insane. Do you have a milk frother? But the, I do. But they're not that cheap, you know? They're kind of not. They're like a buck and change a piece. Yeah. But I keep going back to less than Starbucks. Way less. Like, it's a fifth the cost because Starbucks yeah. is like gold. Yeah. Like the <laughs> but we're going to stick it to the man, and oh, instead, I'm, I'm we're going to the man. I'm off the Starbucks juice. Stuck by the Nespresso man instead. <laughs> yes. But I'd rather take it <laughs> Pay be that taking huge corporation. him than Mr. <laughs> Starbucks. So take that, Mr. Starbucks. You lost your money, and now it's going to Nespresso. So thanks to our fake sponsor, Nespresso, for <laughs> providing our podcast routine. <laughs> But it was on sale. I bit the bullet, man. Everything was on sale. It was like was 25% off. You know, or they're some genius because deal. they've made a machine that that uses the product they sell. And now, it's like, because I'm a, a member, quote unquote, you get sent emails basically when they know you're going to run out of it's coffee. Like, it's like owning a gas station and selling cars. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> I care. You know what? You have this car for free. Have a repair shop. <laughs> 
Yeah, it is free. When it's you broken, just stop here whenever you need more gas. Come bring it back. <laughs> and guess what? Only I, my gas works in your car. I'm going to drink 95 of those things a day. Yeah. How many do you put in one drink? One. So you what just you drink mean? them like just as a shot. Oh, it depends. Let Doug. Oh my gosh, Doug's behind the curve, guys. So I'm not. I have I, I have a whole system. What's your system? I'll take, you know, the ones because you have different sizes you can put in there, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, I'll give. This coffee pot is supposed to be like the ristretto one. So it's like you hit the small button on the thing. And it's supposed to pump out like three quarters of an ounce of coffee. Okay. But what I do is I leave it in there and I hit that same button twice. Oh, so you just try so I get an ounce. Down. I get an ounce and a half. It's like a little on my way to an Americano. Okay. Scene. Okay. And then I do two of those. Okay. And then I take, leave the cup under there, pop the capsule out and hit the, the big one, which is like an ounce and a quarter. Or water. Twice. water. So I basically just get an Americano. So you're just going... Two shots of espresso, Two shots basically. of espresso, right. With then, one pod. And then double the water. And then double the water. I got you. It depends on what I've got going and on. And then uh, a ready whip, whipped cream and sprinkles oh. and gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> with some vanilla syrup and caramel. And then what I do drizzle. is I just eat it with a spoon. And then when I get to the coffee, I throw it out. It's great. <laughs> Starbucks. Welcome to Starbucks, ladies <laughs> right and gentlemen. Right to the trash. <laughs> I was talking to him. It's like Starbucks isn't a coffee shop. Man, now we're just bashing Starbucks. It's a sweet shop. It yeah, really is. I mean, no one. It's a dessert. Not no one, but it's a lots of people spot. don't get coffee there. Yeah. They get like. It's masked. Milkshakes. Yeah. Which sounds My delicious. son just got one. Guess how much it cost? $7. $6.55 for a close. small frappuccino. I was like, excuse me? I need to transfer some money. Hang on one second. Like, what? Get out of here. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, yeah, I'm more like, depends on the pod and the size. Because the one I got, I can get, you know, like the different sizes. Are yours like the domed, dome-shaped pods? Yeah. Kind of weird, though. Mine are different. Mine are like little trapezoids. Yeah. So mine's the dome thing, and they'll come in. It's the same circumference. Yeah, circumference. Your spins Diameter. I don't know. So make I a lot guess. of noise. Yeah. But you can get like it's the same circumference, yeah. But it, they're shallower. So if it's an espresso shot, it's really shallow. Oh. And then okay. you can have like a five and a half ounce coffee or a seven oh, yeah. and a half ounce coffee. Depending on what I'm doing, I've turned into a big fan of the frothing the milk. And either making yeah. like a latte or You know what my pet peeve a, with that thing a, is? Like a some kind of like iced coffee with oh it's so good. Are you using like actual milk? No. See okay. Well I'm using let's oat not milk. call milk let's call, not call things that aren't milk milk. Okay. So what should like, I call it's it? It's calling like calling and generic facial tissues Kleenex. Because <laughs> they're not because <laughs> they're not the same. Because if it's not the Q tip brand, it's not a Q tip. Uh, yeah, and oh, you yeah. get those Q-tips with the plastic straw thing. Oh, yeah, the bend and the break. It's horrible, the right? Week. Ridiculous. That's like the almond milk of Q-tips. Okay, so what's... But the problem with the... If you use cow's milk, or can we from here on out Real after, milk. we just call milk. Okay. <laughs> kind of like don't get confused by field hockey and ice hockey. Yes. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> you put it in there, and you spin it up, and you let it do this thing. It ends up with like this funk on the bottom, like this sort of like scum on the bottom that takes a lot, forever to clean. Really? Yeah, it's a pain. How like how long do you let it sit in there? I don't know. I hit the button and it goes. Yeah. And it 
thing turns red and which which model's yours, Doug? Maybe you're behind <laughs> the times. <laughs> Because <laughs> mine's the Arochino three. Well, if you used real milk, you would know this, this oh, struggle. Man. What milk are you hot. using? Almond. I'm trying oat right now. Mm. Mm. Giving it a shot. <laughs> mm. it's, it's delicious. <laughs> it doesn't fall up as much, but it's anyway. It's really good, Doug. Um, let's talk about some fitness stuff. Uh, fitness. We, yeah, we got a we got a question. Hey, the CrossFit Games are over. They are There's over. There's two new winners. There are two, two, that, two have never stood at the top of the podium, Mr. Adler and Ms. Horvath. Yeah, that Jeffrey Adler dude seems real fit. He's pretty strong, yeah. He's real strong, and I watched him run that 5K, and he looked like... He's he, also not slow. He looked like he knew what he was doing. It's funny how that happens out there. You know, yeah. he, he like doesn't look like he'd be really good at all those other things. Yeah. And he was really good at that stuff. Although, without offense, it seems like that if that... Uh, Roman Krenikov guy hadn't had broken his foot. Which, would, how did that happen? He, just, he I just, just hopped see. over a log and rolled his foot. Roman. And he would have definitely won because he finished yeah, third, he basically not doing dominating. the last two events. Yeah. Which, kudos to Jeff. You know, like, hey, that's part of competition, right? It's just, it just is what it is. And you set yourself up for yeah, I mean, success. It's just the way it rolls, it's right? It's the way it is. But it's a shame for Roman after, you know, that had to be hard, tough pill to swallow. But And uh, it did help Roman that there was no minimum work requirement at the I end. No. And I that know. there were only twenty people. I was kinda thinking about that with Laura and again, no offense to Laura, but as you were just trashing these I, people. I, yeah, right. Oh my gosh, <laughs> like the least what they've uh, done. Winners <laughs> if I was out there. So unfit <laughs> if I was there. Yeah, my gosh. Um but I do uh I, I was, I didn't see it, so I shouldn't shouldn't judge. But that there was some kind of handstand thing where like they I had to walk and do a freestanding yes. handstand push. I have no idea how she finished there. Yes, but I do know that, you know, historically at the Invitational, As, uh, she's not really struggled done well at handstand push up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I think when you have an athlete that has maybe a just like I was out there, you know, I was never going to win the clean ladder, glaring weakness. My gosh, you yeah. know, you got to keep your head above water. So I guess to that point, for both of them, they did, they did. Uh, I don't want to say well enough. They did. Uh, they did great in the other stuff. So it put them in the position. If something not so great popped up, they still do well. Yeah, definitely her kryptonite did not show up. Yeah. They had to do some handstand push-ups, but they were like those walkie freestanding ones onto yeah, a was, pad. And it was only like and you six know what? of them, five of them? And like, uh, yes, not many. And the like handstand push-up to an ab mat? A little different. A little different yeah. than like the facing the wall on the yeah. blocks. Narbar. Forehead into the floor. Let's go. <laughs> That's a different game. Yeah. But, hey, you know what? Congratulations to those two. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was cool. I tried to watch some of it, but I had, like, I, for some reason, I couldn't get the feed to pull up on some of them. Um, but I thought the skier sandbag squat thing was cool. I like when there's things that are, like, have a real traditional feel, but just a little bit of a twist. Oh, yeah. That's you know, just a little bit. Um, so that was cool. You know, speaking of, I was, like, on the computer the other day and was looking through some old bookmarks. You know, how just, like, bookmarks in your... Uh, Google Chrome or whatever just sure. pile up and you can like scroll yeah, back yeah. and be like, holy cow, this is a well, bookmark from, from 2014, yeah. right? Well, I stumbled upon the 
2009 CrossFit Games website. Get out of here. And the 2010 Which, one. By the way, guys, this is a separate website. Separate this websites. Now, I don't know if I want to divulge the website Ooh. because... It's gold. It's gold. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's gold. And on there is a link... And you can watch the women's snatch event at the 2009 CrossFit Games. Oh my gosh! I mean, what do you think maxes were 155? No, not even 135. Tanya Wagner couldn't snatch 135. Get out of here, Tanya. We love you, but get out of here. Yes. I rem- actually no. I remember this because this is 2009. I remember in 2009 them having at the uh, sectionals or the regionals that we did in Flagstaff. That was 2009, right? Yes. And I remember. Uh, workout. It was five, four, three, two, one. Guys, one thirty-five. Girls, ninety-five. Snatch. It's a power snatch or a squat, whatever. And then a run with a sandbag. And everyone was like, "Excuse me, did you just say we were doing that for five reps?" Yeah, I mean, again, we're watching oh, this. This is gold. We're guys. watching this. That was one hundred and fifty pounds. We're watching watch a, a woman snatch sixty-five pounds. Oh my gosh! Lindsay Smith Lindsay with a one fifteen snatch. Guys, you gotta Whoa. watch this. Here oh, comes the volume. Oh, it's coming in. That's the volume. I'm just turning it off. There's, There's Annie, Annie Thorstarter. Which, by the way, snatching 85 pounds. How on earth is she still out there? I mean, my joints, my bones would turn it. They have turned into sawdust. I mean, wow, what did, she, what did Annie Thorstarter snatch this year? I I don't know. I bet was it more than 85 to, pounds? I would. <laughs> I bet it was close to 185. You know, oh I'm, muscle snatch. We're muscle snatching. I mean, oh this is gosh, we're watching uh, Tanya Wagner gold. here try to snatch 135. Guys, this is like the and era. It's like, oh my goodness, that was amazing. <laughs> this is the era where before Rogue made anything, all they made was like rings. So they're using Kraber, Kraber plates, the plates. colored plates with yeah. the brass inserts that like fold right, here comes and fall Coach, apart. Coach Bergner's out here just Coach like coaching them up. I love it. But it's like, like these are the greatest hits, you know? This is the greatest pounds. hits. Here's Annie Thoreau's daughter. What did she oh, snatch? Oh, man. If you guys... 95. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you guys... 95 pounds. Like, if you are listening to this and you've never seen things like this, you have to watch them. It's, I feel like it's our due diligence to have some kind of history lesson. Think about how many people are around that have never seen that part of the culture. Like, it's got to be at least half the people doing it. I at mean, at least. Yes, it's crazy. It's, it, oh my god. I mean, gosh. I love this website wow. here. Look who that guy is. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you who that it guy is. is. He's the one is that. Miko Saylor recounts a seven kilometer run. From the safety of Finland, he talks about the camaraderie of the weekend and his introduction to Spieler on the last stretch of the run. Miko. Good dude. Miko's a really good guy. Yep. He definitely so anyways. Yeah, go look that up. I don't know how we got there, but we're yeah, there. Yeah, gosh. <laughs> and uh, so one of the questions we got this week, so thanks for your reviews. Um, so many of you, all 10 of you are happy, um, which is <laughs> great. But let us know. Leave us some more reviews. But one of the questions we got is how important is mobility? This is from, uh, I believe it's Dave. Let me let me double check. Yep, Dave. Uh, he said, um, this is cool. What type of emphasis do you put on mobility for your goal? It says, of open access fitness for all. So I think this is just talking about, right, your everyday athlete. How do we program, do we program mobility into that? And what I think is interesting about this is I had a client that I just started working with last week. 
and she has some back issues. She has a knee replacement. Oh, geez. You know, like saw the bones off, put a steel Terminator one in there. Um, she's fairly deconditioned, uh, fairly weak, you know. So me dosing her with your classic CrossFit things is not going to be appropriate. Kind of like we talked about, right? could be really self-limiting like we talked about, but it's probably not going to give her the most bang for her buck. So we're doing a lot of things that are more strength training oriented and giving her things that um, are going to give her a little bit more bang for her buck. But guess what? One of the goals I've set for her, because, you know, we've talked about this. Is it measurable, observable, repeatable, blah, 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 blah. So take someone like that. What do you think? Maybe, maybe you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's great. Maybe I have no idea. What do you think one of the goals for her? Um, she's in her mid fifties. Um, take that person. What do you think like a good goal for someone like that would be? Uh, is this like a, like something she wants to be able to do like a physical task or yeah, physical task? Yep. Which I actually brought it up and then she said, I think that's a great idea because I have grandkids or when I have grandkids that, 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 that. Oh, okay. Uh, clean and jerk 300 pounds. Totally. <laughs> I was going to say 315. Snatch 150 kilos? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I would guess like I would want to be able to like pick things up. I would want to be able to take my joints to their full ranges of motion. Yeah. <laughs> like squat down and stand up. Pretty much nailed it, right? That's so our goal want. is to get her to where she can sit down on the floor and stand up without using her hands. Yes. Right? And so part of that is strength. Right. But yeah. the other piece of that's mobility and flexibility. Yeah. So let's have the conversation real quick. I think most people get these things confused. Flexibility is where your joints can go through the passive range of motion. Mm -hmm. So that's just where they can move with no loading. Mobility is your strength through that range of motion. So whatever flexibility you have, the strength through that is your mobility. So I think hopefully that gives you guys context. Yeah, I think most people just think mobility means how much can you move the joint. Right. I right. think they, they assume it's flexibility. Yes. So let's clarify that because I think that's really helpful because people can be flexible but yes. have no mobility. Yes. Or strength through the range of motion. Yes. Which would be kind of silly, right? Or people could have great mobility and that would be strength through whatever range of motion they have but they need to increase their flexibility. Yes. Right. So it's kind of a twofold thing with her is that yes, we need to improve your strength and things like that, but we also need to improve her flexibility and her mobility. So for, I would say I would kind of categorize into people into one of two camps. I think there are people, maybe that's probably pretty limited, but I think you have people that are really deconditioned mm -hmm. Um, and they just need strength work because they have great flexibility, but they sure, have like limber no and weak. Strength. Yeah. Can, you know, sit down onto a, a ball, sit down onto a lacrosse ball basically, but they can't stand up. Yes. Um, maybe less, uh, hate to make generalizations, maybe yeah. less because those people, people who are at the far ends of these spectrums are a little rare. Don't right? see him often. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I'm like a noodle, but you know, like I can make my heel touch my butt. No problem. But I can't get up from a full depth squat. Yeah. More but, common though. Don't you think is people that are tight and strong? Yes. Especially maybe, maybe we just see them more. Yeah. Be, 
I think, tight and strong. But in some variation of these things, maybe the person you're describing would be like someone who does a lot of a flexibility regimen. Yeah. Like yoga people yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, oh, super limber, but just no control. Yep. Like I can think of... Sometimes swimmers. Yeah, like members we've had here that are super limber and incredibly weak in that range of motion. Yeah. But they can make their like back of their head touch their butt. And we have opposite had members that are ridiculously tight, but can yes. deadlift 400 pounds. Yes, exactly. But they can't get their hips below parallel. Yes, but but can barely squeeze themselves into a deadlift position that's acceptable. Yeah. So if yes. you're thinking about like a, right, yes, you should, I like to think of it like you should be able to take your joints through a normal anatomical range of motion. What does that mean? It should be something where you can put your arms over your head, your hips below your knees, you know, and that has like all sorts of other things that go with it, like ankles and, mm -hmm. um, you know, hamstrings and all, all sorts of stuff. Right. But yeah, you should be able to do those things. I, I think in a pain-free manner. Right. Um, so you're going to have a whole host of people come in. Now, if you are training in your garage, you could easily say, Oh, I'm this person or that person, or sure. I have great flexibility through a uh, squat, but my overhead position is really not great. And everyone's somewhere on that spectrum, right? Yeah. Somewhere in the middle. Totally. So as far as like the importance of it, I think obviously flexibility and mobility are an important part of any program, right? Yes. The way that you accomplish that, I used to be someone, and I still believe this, right? I used to be someone that would always say, well, you know, the more you just do the movement, the better you'll get at it. Mm -hmm. And I do think there's truth to that, right? So, like, obviously, if you are have never squatted below parallel and you're a bit tight, yes, you working on squatting below parallel right. will Depends help. Right, depends where you are on that spectrum. Totally. But... I think. Yeah, me too. But you might need to spend more time doing that depending on where you are. Yes. You're a little and bit on the tighter spectrum. And depending on your age and oh, yeah. the... The problem, the uh, gravity of the problem, you might not ever get there. A hundred percent. And then you need to start thinking about possibly, and this is what most people I think will be like, wait, what? Possibly just pulling movements off the table. You know, if you're like 75 years old and you haven't done anything for 30 of those years, the most recent 30 years, and you're tight and weak, going through full ranges of motion of those movements unloaded, it's going to be magical to help you. Yeah. And you may never be able to fully put your arms all the way up over your head. Yeah. But if you added in some sort of flexibility work, it could improve that faster. It, you could target it for yeah. sure. So you could do that. And typically I think what people don't realize is what actually can really help with flexibility is eccentric loading. So it doesn't, it doesn't mean, you know, Hey Doug, I want you to do five sets of, 10 225 stiff leg deadlift with a five <laughs> it's like no we're just gonna use a, an empty barbell 65 yeah. pounds whatever but eccentric loading is what lengthens your muscles and that's a really good way to improve that we've seen some good success with um like dumbbell pullovers to help open up people's upper back sure really cool way to do that um so yes mobility is important flexibility is important we do it every day at the gym in some form of warm-up that changes. Sometimes we get stuck in ruts. Other times it's really variable, but that might be sometimes us doing a, a dynamic warm up, just moving our body around with no weight. Other times it may be a barbell complex. Other times it may have, um, you know, involved a dumbbell movement, uh, 
or static stretching. Rarely does it include foam rolling. Sometimes that's happening, but typically foam rolling is not going to help make you more flexible. That's yeah. not the point of it. Um, so yeah, it's there. I think for most folks, most of the time, like you said, taking their joints through full ranges by doing the moves that we all do is very helpful. Uh, one thing that annoys is when people focus solely on that and forget the rest of the special sauce. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's gotta be some, something to the, you like, you can't balance. just, you like eccentric body weight load three sets of 10 yourself into like back squatting one and a half times your body weight. No, but if you're having a crappy day, you could do that for a workout and feel a lot better. Sure. You could. But not every day. But not, not every idea. day. So, like, you can't just do that stuff. No. And I think for most people, most of the time, the priority is m- trying to move well through full ranges of motion with loads that are appropriate to let people do it properly. However, I'm also, from personal experience, I think I'm a little bit, I could be representative of some other folks. Like, I'm, I wouldn't call myself flexible, mm-hmm. you know? Like, uh, I think there are definitely parts of me that are very tight that could Mm. be more flexible Yeah. that I don't address because they don't come up in the regular day to day moves that we do. Yeah. Because if you watched me do all these things, you watched me overhead. You guys would think Doug's pretty flexible. If you watched me overhead squat or air squat or any of the moves, you would think like, whoa, you're pretty good. Pretty flexible. You're dialed. But if you pick and choose around me you would find some spots that are yeah, like pretty wicked tight. Hey, and Doug. I think, I think you're, you're similar. Totally. Like if you, Hey Chris, hold a pigeon pose. Yeah, yeah. Like if I watched you do all the moves that we do a lot, you would think that like, Oh, like a champ mm-hmm. limber. And then I know there are things that you're crazy tight. Yeah. Right. And same for me. So that's where I think like some of that extra stuff or seeing somebody who does that or, you know, things outside of like yoga, et cetera. Some of that stuff can be really helpful. Yep. And I also still think that you can't just do those things and expect to be fit. Totally. Totally. I look at it as like, it should be a gateway to allow you to do movements that will make you stronger and more fit. Yes. That's what I think. Yeah. Like it should make you move better so you can be stronger and move more efficiently and safely. And there might be some things that get missed because if you do these things long enough, you just get pretty good at doing them. Yeah. And like I get, I gain the flexibility and mobility to do these things because I do them all the time. And like certain parts of my back or my lats are really tight. But also I think being aware that if you are in that boat of, I don't know that I'm going to get much better at this. Yeah. That it's totally okay. And actually, I think should be educated that some movements just might not be appropriate for you. Yeah. Some things you just shouldn't do. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to get fit or strong. Some people just shouldn't receive a snatch in the bottom of a squat. They just shouldn't, right? Yeah. Some people shouldn't try to push your heavy loads overhead. Some, you know, like it's just, you're, and that's okay. But, Understanding what do you do with that and how do you modify that? It doesn't mean we're giving up, but just saying, hey, that movement 
is not going to give me the best result. So instead, maybe I do a landmine push press instead of a push jerk. Yeah. Or maybe I do a bench press or, you know, fill in the blank, right? And I still don't think it's wrong to, like, give people things to do, PVC sticks to hold and try to move themselves through that full range of motion. But I'm also not a fan of, like, oh, you can't snatch. And the workout that we're doing today is snatches, so you snatch a PVC stick. I can't stand that. Like like that, uh, I don't think that that's... It's not helping them. Help them. And two, have you even had the conversation with that person to be like, hey, do you even care if you, to do this? They might yeah. be like, look, I really don't care. I really don't need to do that. It's like, cool. Then yeah. just like, why don't you warm up with us with the class? Why don't I have you do cleans today? Yeah. Okay, cool. And if the point is, you know, shoulder flexibility, midline strength, and using your hips to move an object... Like, I think we can get those things. Or if you're going to have people do things with a PVC stick, make sure that they still get the sauce, right? Because no one's going to, like, the sauce is not do, like, Amanda with a PVC stick. No. I think people would have a lot. I think if I walked into a gym that was doing the workout Amanda and they didn't know who I was and what I had going on, they would have a really hard time figuring out what would be right for me. And I get that, right? But... I think that's, I think we talked about that in another podcast. It's like, that's where being a professional coach really is going to pay off yes. so you can help those people out. Um, Doug, what do you got? Pet peeve of the week. Anything, anything great, right? I mean, the Q-tip, right? Uh, milk that's not Q-tips. milk. Milk that's not milk. Garbage. <laughs> Garbage. I had one when I was driving over here and I can't remember it now. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't really have anything too crazy. I just think I came to like this realization where it's sort of like a bit of a, I don't know what the word is, but it's sort of like this, it's a frustration of mine because when you're in, I think this similar position, our houses are great. We're super blessed to live where we do, but they're also 20 years old. Yes. So there's like some upkeep, right? I'm going to have to get a new roof soon. You did that and all it was super fun, right? That's really inexpensive. Um, I have to, uh, so like all these little things that you have to do, but what's funny is if someone said to me, Chris, like you have to sell your house and move right now, it would make sense for you to invest that money into the house because you would get a return on that when you sell it. Sure. But when you're living in the house, the return doesn't happen right away. It just you know, makes the house yeah, you can't kind of, realize it right you yes. just live in it and which yeah. is great and hopefully but, someday you realize that yeah but it's so i'm kind of like home project guy now yeah and a lot of things will be left undone because i don't mind living in it sure. like that yeah but then i go into other somebody else's house it's like immaculate and i'm thinking oh my gosh look at this place it's amazing i get to get on it yeah. But then i have half my fireplace done yeah like we like wood hanging our off one side that I just patched for four months. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, no big deal. Like good. Insulation. Yeah. Because no too, it's like, yeah, I'm not high maintenance. I don't need everything to be perfect, yeah. you know? So it's like, it's been an interesting. We also live in fantasy land. Uh, yeah. Good call. Right? Like, really. I don't know whose house you're talking about. Some people keep a really nice, neat, tidy all the time. Yeah, some I think people so pay other people to clean their house. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Wow. I mean, if you do, that's awesome. I mean, Chris hates people who. That's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I said. That's what Chris said. Having Uh, said that, if you. All emails. All emails. If you you had Chauncey, right? If Chauncey was your 
butler to do anything, if you were super yeah. uh, disposable income guy, yeah. what would be, be the first splurge? Fold and put away my laundry. Wow, really? I, no hesitation. Not a personal chef. Man, I feel <laughs> chef. Chef this, easy. Can you imagine like waking up in chicken, the morning? Chicken, broccoli. Oh, hey guys, that's my phone. I don't know if you know. Phone call. <laughs> Decline. Um, but uh, I think I'd do the personal chef. Really? Yeah. Can you imagine just being like, hey, Chauncey, I would like, um, I don't know. I don't even know. Hey, Chauncey, surprise me tomorrow. I just want a really healthy breakfast, and he knows what that means. No, nah, like, I'm not into it. Really? Yeah. You know what else I think I would I do? I think there's a high chance that I don't like what they make. Really? Yeah. Wow. And they seem expensive. And it's but just you're like, disposable I'll just income eat a guy. banana and a protein shake. <laughs> <laughs> But now if you fold my laundry, on the other hand. Yeah, dude. Have you ever tried to, like, fold a pair of socks? <laughs> no. Not enjoy. I just throw them in the Not drawer. enjoyable. <laughs> um, but I think also the other play would be uh, I think I would have a smaller house on a lot of land. It looks super unassuming. But underneath would be, like, my Iron Man cave. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, it's like Tony Stark Iron Man. Yeah. Like that. You could pay uh, some awesome guy to live there and like dust off all your cars and your motorcycles and it's drink gotta be, coffee it's with gotta him be in the laundry morning. for me. It's what? It's got to be laundry. Laundry. That's it. Chauncey can do your laundry some too. Some people live in places where they have to pay to do laundry, right? Because they don't have laundry in their building. Laundry mat. Or the or they like whoa, like hey, clean folded. Imagine you're like a professional person who lives in New York City and you're working long hours. Wow, I never You're paying to do laundry. Look at the cost of laundry per pound in New York City. I to have never it like thought of that. Cleaned, washed, and returned. Get out of here. Oh, and they fold ridiculous. it, all of it. They just like, yeah. I'll do it. Shows up with a little bow on it. Get out of here. Some a lot of people do that. Imagine you wow. live in like a you know like a fifty-story apartment I've building. Been and there's a no rock, laundry in it. Doug, man, I just can't. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah, because there's no washer dryer. No. Wow. You're just living in your closet for $9,000 a month in New York <laughs> City. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. You can well, just, how much you guys are in the uh, laundry here business. Here's the, here's the question. How much should Doug? wash and fold laundry cost in New York City? How much should it or yeah. does it? Uh, is this per month? Yeah, this is per pound. Per, per pound. Yes. Good thing I wear Gap Kids. Um, <laughs> probably... Per pound, I don't know, eight dollars. A little less. Let's see, three dollars per pound. Three dollars per pound. I'm trying to put this in a framework. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, what's a pound of laundry? Yeah, well, like how much that. is that? Because my t-shirt doesn't weigh a pound. I feel like that's reasonable. What makes fifteen pounds of laundry? Do what? Fifteen pounds. Fifteen pounds. That's like an average. So forty-five bucks. Forty-five dollars worth of laundry. How often are 15 pounds laundry? is three pairs of jeans. 15 pounds is three pairs of jeans? Two shirts, seven pairs of socks, nine pairs of underwear. Get out of here. That's 15. There's no way that's 15 pounds. These people <laughs> they must be measuring it wet. wet. I don't know. <laughs> what on earth? Wow. Wow. 45 bucks. For that? That puts it into context. Wow, that's for crazy. three pairs of jeans, seven pairs of socks, and how many t-shirts? I mean, you're paying 300 bucks a month to have your laundry done. Get out of town. Not you know me. What? 
I'll do your laundry for 300 bucks a month. <laughs> Doug, we fold your laundry. So I'm just going to start paying myself. So if you guys are looking to sponsor Doug, he's looking for a laundry service. A laundry gig. Park City. Yeah. A live-in laundry gig. Live-in laundry gig. <laughs> Pays real low. We'll just mention you on the podcast. Uh, well, you guys, uh, let us know anything else in the reviews. It's super helpful for us. It kind of gets the word out there, which is cool. Um, and... Uh, Helps us grow it, which I think is great, right? Because we just want to help. Um, no strings attached. We'll keep it going this way. I'm considering, Doug, getting like a little bit of a, a zone for us to like sit down and maybe maybe we'll have an espresso machine for just you and I. Will we, will we do videos? That's what I was thinking. Okay. We can post it on YouTube. And then we could have shown you that uh, CrossFit Games media. Amazing. You should watch it. You should. Go watch Games it. Games 2009. Check it out. Dot com. Or 2010. You can look at that one too. Look at that. Leave us a review. Put some uh, questions in the notes. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.